Hi, this is Parker Bone III, and you are listening to the Above180.com podcast with Joey Serrar and Tim Berg. Listen up, bowlers. Are you looking to gain mental focus over your competition? Do you ever need that extra burst of all-natural energy during league play? MindFrame is the first all-natural supplement packed with vitamins and all-natural ingredients to keep bowlers at the top of their game. Supports muscle recovery and joint support for the day after that long tournament. You cannot continue to neglect your most important tool, your body, if you want to win. Experience the striking power of MindFrame. Visit s3direct.com. That's s3direct.com. Above one. 180.com, taking your bowling game to the next level. Tim Berg and Joey Serrar are ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know, from the latest equipment reviews and coaching to drilling layouts. Now, from Washington, D.C., and the Bowler's Pro Shop in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here are your hosts, Tim Berg and Joey Serrar. Joining us today on the Above180.com podcast is Bill Orlikowski. Bill is the product manager for Brunswick Bowling. Bill is joining us today to discuss DVA Bowling, which was created by Brunswick Bowling. Bill, Tim Berg, and Joe Serrar, thanks for joining us this morning. Hi, guys. Good morning, and hope you're all doing well. Great. Well, I want to begin first off. Why did Brunswick feel the need to create DVA Bowling? Um, well, this was uh, about a year in the making, um, and... It actually was spawned from um, some, some test balls that we made when we were uh, kind of investigating some new color technology. Uh, we recently hired Brian Graham as our marketing director of consumer products. And, uh, you know, kind of during the, uh, the first few weeks, he came down into the R&D lab and, you know, he was... Uh, he had already bowled with some Brunswick balls and was excited about the, the Brunswick brand and uh, kind of how to market it. And he said, all right, he goes, I know every R&D lab has something interesting hiding in the cupboards or, you know, what do you guys got hidden behind the curtain? And we told him, we said, well, you know, Brian, we've got this new color technology um, that we've been working on, and it, it's pretty bright, it's loud, it's, it's obnoxious. I mean, it's... <laughs> It's really loud, and I said, we're just trying to figure out, you know, where we can stick this new bright color technology into the Brunswick brand. Um, we pulled it out, and we, he looked at it, and he was, you could just see the, the wheels start turning in his head going, huh, he goes, yep, I, I, don't, uh, I don't know where we really can fit this color technology. He said, uh, you know, it's kind of too bright and too loud for Brunswick. Um, even if we tone it down where we put, where we put maybe one color in there. Um, so, you know, he started thinking a little bit more. He goes, I think this is a perfect opportunity for us to start a second brand. Um, and that's kind of where it started from. Um, and we've been building and working on this second brand, um, developing it, not only, you know, the colors, the names, um, but also the performance. We had, we had, it was a year in the making. Okay, so we know the color is unique. Now, uh, to make a perfect ball, or at least to make a high-performance ball that players love, uh, the cover and core must have a good match to one another. In other words, a good marriage. Um, other than the color, coloring of the ball, what was done intrinsically to the cover formula to make these balls create their distinct motion that typically isn't found in a Brunswick product? 
Right. That's you know, and that's one thing, Joe, that we have got to do is you've got to have if you do do two brands, they've got to be separated by performance, um, marketing. Um, but the big thing is performance, like you said. Um, what we wanted to do, and, and with Brian's experience of being um, with another manufacturer, he kind of knew that going in right away. So what we what we started with was some unique core designs um, and trying to kind of get that different geometry of the core to be unique to deviate. Um, once we found a unique geometry that way, uh, we started massaging the RGs um, and trying to figure out how we can take, you know, something that has, you know, a, a, a different cover stock other than Brunswick because, you know, as soon as we use those different colorants in there, um, it gives us a different uh, texture to the cover stock that we can marriage with the core. Um, starting from there, we went through probably three or four different iterations on core and cover stock combinations to give us the, the best hit, skid snap cover stocks in each of the classes. Um, part of that was, you know, the, the, the actual colorants themselves give a unique traction ability to those cover stocks. Um, now, so now the colors, Billy, are, are they pigments or dyes that, that are being used? Um, well, it's, it's kind of a secret there. We can't really divulge that <laughs> too much. We, we, we won't tell anyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, that's one of the, the proprietary things that we've got. Um, but I can tell you this, it, it creates a, a unique traction, and if you kind of read between the lines there, um, you'll know exactly what that means. <laughs> right. So when, you know, and we, we tested these balls last month, and, and they tested out great. Uh, making a cover that has skid flip characteristics, you have to somehow magically make it straighter through oil. In other words, decrease its friction in oil, yet increase its ability to read friction quickly. And, and how do you exactly do that, or, or does uh, the company you buy your resins from do that for you, or is it a joint effort? Um, well, basically, it's, you know, you've got to start with, like what you said, Joe, um, you've got to start with a cover stock that skids through the front that, um, you know, everybody has their release axis orientation, you know, whether they're... Um, axis rotation is, you know, 30 degrees, 45 degrees, 60 degrees um, off their hand. When the ball initially impacts the lane, it needs to skid through that oil portion. Um, and to really create a skid snap ball, that ball has to skid through those, those zones, through the heads, through the mid lane. And then when it comes off the end of the pattern um, where, where the oil um, and the dry is, you know, slowing the ball down, you know, it, it's got to hold its speed, rev rate, and axis rotation through those two parts so that when it does encounter the friction on the back end of the lane, it's ready to make a, you know, a quick response or, or a faster move, and that's how you create that uh, skid snap. Um, a lot of it is marriaging up and getting the right RG of the ball and the right asymmetry. If you start with too low of RG with an aggressive cover stock, what happens is it'll respond to the friction too soon. And before it gets to the mid lane, you know, it's, it's already 
losing its axis rotation and starting to roll end over end. And then what you wind up there is you wind up getting a smoother back end. Um, on the other hand, if you go too high of an RG, then all of a sudden the ball becomes too sensitive to the oil and too sensitive to the dry, and you don't have that good back end motion. You have a pretty unpredictable back end motion, and um, then once the carry down gets down the lane, then you lose that total skid snap. Um, so basically it, it was uh, going through a lot of different RGs with the cores we had um, and really fine-tuning um, those RGs to match the, the covers that we, we decided to put on the ball. Um, right. So yeah. in other words, in your opinion, the RG values seem to be more critical than the differential value? Correct, correct. And the, the well... Not necessarily. I mean, it's, it's kind of all three parts. It's the, the overall RG, then the differential, and then the mass bias differential. Um, those, those three, um, basically, I would say it's probably, you know, two-thirds the RG, one-third the differential, um, and then probably, I know that's, that's a full, but then there's a little bit of that mass bias differential in there. Right. Now, now your friend as well as mine is Mo Pinnell, and Mo oh, yeah. is under the, not belief, but uh, adherence that the RG value is probably one of the least important elements in ball motion, where it's all ratios and differential. Right, right. And, and that's how Mo works with the cover stocks he has. I mean, he's, he usually, when he comes up to us, you know, he's always ordering up the most aggressive cover stocks and matching the course. Um, and then what he does is he goes through and, and, and keeps changing those ratios to match what he wants in ball motion. We've kinda, we kind of do a similar thing, but what we do is we play more around with the RG. Once we find our RG sweet spot, we'll raise and lower that and pair it with the amount of differential to get the right skid snap motion for that cover stock. Joining us again is Bill O. Bill is a product manager for Runswick Bowling. Bill, we've, we've discussed the nuts and bolts of the bowling balls. Now let's get into the, your, your line right now. You have three balls that, like Joey said, he tested. Briefly go through each of them and then where they would fit in a bowler's bag as right now we're just getting rolling with the, the fall league starting up and people getting back into that bowling mindset. So where can uh, people, what can people expect out of each of the three bowling balls that you guys released? Well, the first one we've got, Tim, is... Uh you know, at our entry level, which is called a misfit. Um, we've actually got two colors there. They're, they're bright. They're outrageous. One is a blue and, and neon orange. Um, actually, they're both neon in color. And the other one is a, a, like a neon pink and, and, and magenta. Um, they're both really bright under black light. Um, even when you've got them on the ball rack, they're, they're super bright. Uh, they just look fantastic in the lights, um, usually when people see a ball that bright, they're, they're going to think it doesn't perform. Um, you know, usually balls that bright, they figure, ah, they're going to go straight. Um, they're not going to hook, um, things like that. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's got our Class 1 reactive cover stock on it. Um, it, it skids very long, and it's pretty quick on the back end. It's got a symmetrical core in it, um, which allows for, you know, a, a smoother transition off the break point than an asymmetrical core. Uh, and it's got an 040 differential. 
Um, one of the things, too, with those misfits is it's got the same core in it, um, the same core geometry or shape from 12 to 16 pounds. Um, the other ball that we've got is a mid-price ball, which is called the Reckless. Um, the Reckless has our Class Three reactive cover stock in there. Uh, this is one of the benchmark balls we made for DVA. Um, the the one thing you know, you, uh, every um, different, I guess, brand needs is a benchmark ball, so that you can kind of start with a, you know, that's the ball you start with, uh, and then you can you know whether you need to go to more hook or less hook, things like that, and. It's got our Class Three cover stock, which is the most versatile of, of all the DVA cover stocks. Um, it'll allow you to play straight and kind of keep your, your angles closed, uh, but it'll also let you open up your angles uh, to where you can hook it on the back end. And um, that one, too, also has a you know unique core shape. Um, it's got an RG value of a 2.52 with an 050 differential. Um, and that ball there, too, is also symmetrical. And uh, moving up to the, the big daddy of it, um, we've got this ball called the Hellraiser, which is kind of the uh, pro performance or top performing ball in the Deviate line. Um, and it's got the most aggressive of all the Deviate cover stocks, which is our Class 5 reactive cover stock. Uh, it still skids easily through the front part um, into the mid lane with a quick response to friction on the back end. Uh, it's really strong. It's got the uh, quickest response. And a lot of it has to do with, like, what we were talking about earlier, that core and, and cover stock marriage. Billy, in regards to the, the distinct motions that Deviate has now, you have a couple PBA staffers on board, uh, one being a friend of mine, Brian Valenta, two-handed power player, my guess is 600-plus rev rate, and uh, a proven professional who's, to me, his game is, is a really, really strong game. He should have more than his two PBA titles. Uh, Mike Mashuga. Uh, do you want to tell me how you came about choosing those two individuals? Well, that was, uh, you know, kind of a culmination of, you know, Brian and I kind of looking and seeing which guys weren't, you know, already on staff. I mean, you look at the, the PBA, um, you know, program where you've got all the uh, different players who, you know, are, are, are PBA qualified for for the 2011-2012 uh, season, and there there weren't many guys to really choose from, and, you know, we wanted to get two brand-new guys. We didn't really want to take anybody like, you know, a Parker Bone who's, you know, and, and Sean Rash who are the face of Brunswick um, and, and switch anybody over. And, uh, you know, Mike Machuga was a really good friend of Brian's. Um, I believe Brian was tells me some stories about him bowling against uh, Mike at, you know, when Mike was at Nebraska. So they were actually pretty good friends, and, uh, you know, he, Mike was just a no-brainer. And then, uh, you know, looking at, at the other guys, like who's exciting, you know, who who would fit DDA brand, um, you know, Brian Valenta just came to, you know, came to mind for uh, for both of us. I mean, two-handed power player. Uh, you know, I, I, I call him a young kid because, you know, I'm an old guy now, and and man, just to you know, watch him and, and just look at the success that he's had in such a short time with uh, how he does on the tougher conditions and how he handles himself. You know, he was kind of a perfect fit for our brand, also. 
sounds like what Deviate was created. Uh, checking out your website, it says it was created for younger and edgier players with more of a cockiness and attitude and aggressive punch. Uh, that to me sounds like uh, Sean Rash in a nutshell, though. So he would probably would have been if he had not been with Brunswick already. Would have been a great fit for you guys. True, true. Yeah, if uh, you know Brian, we were sitting in the room, and you know it, that whole bottle gate thing came down. You know, we were uh, we had already you know picked Brian and, and Mike already, and uh, you know he Brian said to Sean, he goes, "Wow, if I would have known you would have done that on TV," he goes. We would have moved you over, and it would have been a great setup for it. But <laughs> you know, it was just one of those things. But uh, you know, Sean's Sean's a, a great guy, and you know, he's uh, a great competitor, and he's not going to back down to anything. So we'll see how that plays out. You know, in the PBA season, that's going to be pretty interesting out there. Well, Joey and I got to spend some time with him down at Bowl Expo, just talking to him, observing him, and watching him with the fans and everyone. And can't can't uh, disagree with you anymore. There, he's a great guy and really a, a great face for Brunswick to be out there and and a great representative of of your product and your brand. Uh, can Brunswick bowlers can they use DV8 during the PBA qualifying? Yeah, we you know we're we're gonna work on a couple different things. The uh, you know with the product line being so small. Um, and, and we're planning on keeping it small. This isn't going to be a full product line. We're not going to come out with, you know, a ball every two months, um, things like that. We're going to keep it small and short. At most, it might have six balls in it um, throughout the year. But, but basically, you know, it, it's going to be all skid snap performances, um, which doesn't allow Brian and Mike to really have a full product line to use on the PBA National Tour. Um, so it's kind of a, a no-brainer to let those guys use the Brunswick products during qualifying, but as soon as they make TV show, um, they're going to have to use the DBA products. Um, and then also, to be fair to the Brunswick staffers, um, having these new toys and, you know, in kind of in, our, in their arsenal or, or so close um, to their arsenal, um, we're going to allow them to use the, the deviate balls during qualifying also, but then, you know, when they make, when they make TV, they're going to have to use the Brunswick brand, um, you know, just, just for their marketing and, and trying to keep those staff separated that way. Now, now we speak of the deviate brand, Billy. Uh, are you going to expand into the bag line and uh, accessories as well as uh, some colorful shirts that kind of separate uh, this brand from from Brunswick as well as other companies. Oh, definitely, Joe. Um, we're already Brian already is uh, actually uh, Brian's already overseas um, launching DV8 in Korea and Asia. Um, and I was just up in his office. We've already got the samples of shirts and in in bags, and they they look pretty outrageous. I mean, they they fit the uh, the marketing bill perfectly for that brand. So. Yeah, we're, we're definitely going to expand. Um, there's been so much interest already, uh, you know, just on the DV8 Facebook site, um, people wanting to join the staff, um, things like that. It, it's, it's just been a really good buzz in the industry and, and something really good for Brunswick. Um, one of the things this is going to, or one of the things that we've seen this do already is, uh, you know, at, at first we, we just wanted to launch this brand and, and get, you know, a, a different product out there. Um, but it's really opened up the doors into pro shops that, 
had kind of a, a negative connotation towards Brunswick um, in regards to our, our us moving our manufacturing facility to Mexico. Um, a lot of people still hold a grudge against that, um, and unfortunately, a lot of consumers do too. Um, but the, the pro shops that have that grudge that weren't, you know, seeing how good our qualities progressed and, and how good the Brunswick products are now, opened up their arms and they're like, oh, man, we got to have this DVA product in there. So it, it's kind of working out, um, hopefully, uh, in another direction, too, where they're going to use those or bring in the DVA product, and then maybe they're going to, you know, kind of open up their eyes and say, you know, wow, this is made by Brunswick. I like this product. Maybe I'm going to try, you know, the Brunswick brand. So it's, it's kind of opened up those doors that way. You know, touching base, Billy, a little bit about your move to, uh, I believe it's in Reynosa, Mexico. Correct. Uh, Correct. Has the move been as expected, or has everything gone as smoothly and as uh, as well as you expected? And have sales kind of met your uh, expectations, or possibly a little less due to the economy? Yeah, Joe, the... Uh yeah, that's a kind of a big question, but I'll, I'll see how quickly I can <laughs> kind of answer that one. Um, you know, every, everybody, when we were planning the move, um, we were hoping it would go as seamlessly as possible. Um, but when you move a manufacturing facility that incorporates, you know, um, uh, mechanical and, and engineering and chemical engineering into the same thing, um, it's not a very easy process to move, and we, we found that out the hard way. Um, as much as we planned, you know, the, the first three years of the plant was was a, a mess. Uh, it, it did not go well. Um, we went through two different plant managers down there. Um, our third plant manager uh, totally changed things and, and changed the culture of, of how we make balls down there um, and understood U.S. manufacturing. Um, he had worked in the U.S. before and said, you know what, uh, this company's been making balls for over 100 years. They know how to make bowling balls. We need to listen to them. Um, and from that standpoint, we started actually making the balls a lot better, and they started understanding that, you know, it starts from that first pour which is the inner core. If you don't get that inner core right, you know, pouring that outer core, it's not going to matter. Um, our manufacturing team down there before, uh, what they would try to do is, is make the balls and then we'll fix it at the end, and it just doesn't work that way. Um, our quality has gotten so much better ever since we got our new, um, our latest plant manager in there. Um, his name's Carlos Vera. He's been down there for a year and a half now. Basically, he started about right when we launched the C-System 2.5. Um, and since then, our quality has improved so much that um, our scrap rates are, are as low as um, they've ever been. Um, they're actually um, about 100% lower uh, than, than our best years we have ever had in Muskegon. Um, we're doing great down there. The, the quality is great. Um, you know, most of the people that see it, you know, they, they, they understand and they know it's great. We're starting to make uh, moves in market share, um, but that doggone economy, boy, I tell you, I hope something changes pretty soon. I mean, it's, uh, 
you know, it's it's really hurting hurting the uh, the ball sales. Um, one of the things is, you know, bowling balls are a discretionary buy. When you have that discretionary income, little extra cash, um, you know, people are are going to be willing to go out and buy bowling balls, but not a lot of people have that discretionary income right now. So. You know, that's well said, and and you know, economy uh, downturns, let's say, can linger years longer than uh, even the economists predict and uh, it almost seems as though this downturn from beginning to end uh, let, let's hope it's over within 10 years and let's hope we're through four or five years of it yep i i totally agree it'd be be nice to get through this pretty good and yeah, or pretty quick all right billy well thank you for joining us again uh billy o the product manager of brunswick bowling talking some uh, dv8 balls and by all means if you do have a little bit of discretionary income Check out uh, the DV8 line and the Brunswick line as uh, great products, as Billy just explained. Uh, this has been Tim Berg for Joe Serrar and the Above180.com podcast. Bill, thanks for hopping on with us. We'll do it again soon. All right. Thanks, guys. I appreciate the, the time, and uh, we'll talk with you later. All right. Thank you, Billy.